Warning, explicit content, listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Muse podcast. First off, as always, this episode is brought to you by Dapper Ties. We are DapperTies.com. You can head over there, take a look at their selection. Interesting ties. They're not too expensive. They look great. They're stylish and happening. Uh, It's five bucks for shipping, but if you want free shipping, just put Muse into the little box. Like I said, you'll get free shipping and you'll also help the podcast out a little bit. So we are DapperTies.com. This week, Briggs and I welcome to the barn novel novella. This is a new venture for both Nick and Taylor. They've been working on this for a while. It was a privilege for them to come here and debut their new song, Sleepless Mother, here on the podcast. They have a new video coming out this Friday. Um, Probably the best way to get in touch with these guys would be through their Instagram. Their Instagram is novel underscore novella underscore music at Instagram. Keep in mind, novel is uh, N-O-V-E-L underscore novella, which is two L's, N-O-V-E-L-L-A underscore music. So novel novella music on Instagram. Uh, We were knocked out by this performance, and I'm sure you're going to be as well. Thank you, as always, to everybody who listens to the podcast for the great word of mouth, for the great reviews. We are uh, always blown away by watching these numbers just go up worldwide. So thanks again, and uh, enough talking. Ladies and gentlemen, novel novella.
mother won't you make it all right yeah that when i don't make a sound i drift away oh you've got my body yeah that when i don't make a sound sleep is mother won't you make it all right Right on. What do you think? You live with that? Yeah. Wow. I have a, they can't see I have a massive smile on my face. <laughs> oh, you're just hitting so many of my favorite things. Oh, thank that you. That was beautiful. What was that called? That was our new tune, Sleepless Mother. Wow. Yeah, I, boy, I, uh, boy, I have a lot of questions. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to pull off the, uh, the, the reverb. That yeah, I everyone have. get comfortable. Yeah. Relax here. There you go. <laughs> put the mic right up. The, put the mic right on. All right, we're ah, set. There's that sound. Yeah. <laughs> we're drinking so many delicious beers right now. We have the Baxter. We have the Rebel Grapefruit IPA. We're rocking some of the uh, San Pellegrino pear. Yeah. Box wine, too. Oh, box wine, yeah. The tail end of the box wine. Yeah, that's the best part. Right. We're at the bottom of the bladder, is what yeah, you're saying. The bottom right? of the bladder is the standard term, I think. <laughs> Everybody comfortable? Yes. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's start from the top. Uh, where did that music come from? Is that did did one of you write it? Did you bring it in? Did you write this together? How did that work? We did. We wrote it together. We've been kind of putting this together piecemeal. So Nick came up with the beat and had been messing with some things on Ableton. Um, sent this to me, and I actually heard it completely different than what he had imagined in terms of the form. So we kind of had to reconstruct and play some Ableton Tetris, if you will, <laughs> to, to put some of this together. Yeah. Yeah. So I came up with the melody and the lyrics. So Nick, you were telling me, uh, so this is a brand new project. I have, I haven't heard the project going in. I'd imagine pretty much not that many people have heard it at all. Right. Yeah. Not unless I sent them a private link to be like, please <laughs> tell me if you like my band before I start it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't need to ask. This is, it's beautiful. Um, so you were saying beforehand when we were setting up that this is not actually, this is a, a already an alternative version of the, uh, of the presentation. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the presentation, the recordings are a lot of synth and uh, electronic percussion and voice are the, the main elements. And then there's other ear candy stuff, but it's it's not a guitar band, which right a lot yeah I I play a lot of guitar, but this is not that <laughs> yeah I mean I'll speak on behalf of, of of Briggs here as well, but it's a complete honor for you to debut this stuff here yeah it's absolutely also, it's also incredibly cool that you came in and already did the alternate sort of acoustic version right. <laughs> before you even did the real version <laughs> as well. Wow. So have, have you, is this a new idea? Have you been working on this for a while? Not just the piece, but the whole project. We started putting to the, putting the project together, I'd say back in June. So it was really just, he would email me a clip and say, see if you have any ideas possibly for this. So I started writing along the lines of just storytelling. So for instance, that one, I had just imagined kind of this whole scenario of someone it's kind of dark, but Please. Uh, but someone um, dying, I guess, in the woods, just right. what that would be like. Just having, 
you know, I guess those little deaths you die every day, I guess that kind of right. um, analogy. And uh, yeah, coming up with the poetry from there and then just, you know, sending it to him to see if he, any of the lyrics inspired new sounds and then vice versa. So for that that one, there's also, he mentioned some of the ear candy. There's a lot of vocal texture. Right. So um, the final piece will have a lot of um, vocals that are affected that kind of act as instrumentation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that part. Yeah. yeah. So when you start working on the material as a, you're working on this as a recording. Is that my getting that right? Yes, absolutely. Right. So yeah. It's so it's it's conceived of as uh, yeah as a recording project that we're hoping will have a live music problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. In other words, you're not trying to solve the live music problem during the recording. You're recording yes. what you think is right there. Exactly. Yeah. What This is so cool because what a great solution like yeah, right, right off the top, right? Yeah. If I realize that from your point of view, this is probably feels a little untested, you know, because you haven't played it live, right? But no. um but yeah, wow, that was fucking yeah, It works. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thank you. So now I really want to hear the recording as right. well, right? So so what does that feel like, Nick? I mean, so you, you go in and, and you're you just following what you feel is right at the time for the recording. Do you have a like a focus as to what are you trying to hit a spot that's in your head or are you kind of feeling this as you go track by track? Um, it started as uh, there's always little things on your hard drive sitting around if you make music with a computer right. and you don't know what they're for. You, they're, they just pile up. And you hope that maybe someday they're going to uh, have a use. Right. And then a bunch of them started to feel like they hung together and had an aesthetic sense that was co coherent. Um, and so I started throwing those things at Taylor, the things that I thought that kind of made sense within themselves. And uh, enough of it resonated that it, it then it built off of that. Do you compose on a regular basis or do you whatever the word is? I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> use, I'm, I'm using a bit of that word to describe. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, do you I screw with your doll a lot? <laughs> like, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Duh, digital audio workstation. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do. It's it's always uh, my creative process. It's always in like fits and 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 then long gaps. So there'll be like a bunch of the start of things that will come out all at once. And it's not ever when I'm trying or when I mean to. It's like when I sit down and be like, okay, today I'm going to write. It's usually not how it works. But uh, enough of those ideas get kicked out over time that when I want to focus and work, I can be like, okay, let's pick up this little germ of a thing and now give it shape. But the initial moment is usually random. Um, and just to, like another process thing, about making the music the way we've been doing is that sometimes I'll start with a, a sample of something that uh, I like the sound of the texture of, and I don't check to see what key it is or what chord it is. And I immediately just start cutting it up and moving it. So it totally takes me out of my music theory brain. Yeah. Um, when I, when I'm holding, <laughs> when I'm holding the guitar, it's really hard for me to not think about, well, these chords should go together. Right. They're like, uh, they're like ruts. Yeah, you absolutely. Get. Yeah. And, and the ruts go off to the right and you're like, well, I should probably go off to the right. Yeah. So you're saying that getting away from that is a positive thing for you. Absolutely. It just, it gets me out of the way where I just start chasing that. Yeah. Then I'm chasing the sound in my head. Once I get that first 
sound. It's usually like a sound or a texture that really gets me excited and, um, and trying to give that some shape gives me direction. And then much, much later we'll figure out what the music was that we made. (laughs) Like I try, I try to not get that part of my brain engaged unless I need it to, you know, like I paint myself into a corner and then, then we can figure out like, Oh, okay. It's, it should have gone to the five chord, but we didn't know we didn't do that. Right. Right. And I've been really trying to follow that process as well. Just writing away from a computer, writing away from a notebook, just, you know, in the car, listening to some of the loops that he sends and then trying to come up with lyrics from there. One of the things I'm noticing, (coughs) tell me if I'm wrong, you're actually working on these things uh, remotely, it's almost like a turn-based thing. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That okay, that's really cool. Can we yeah. talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I. Mm. It's like so, chess through the mail, right? Like yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. No, but I think. But I'm trying to. I'm trying to characterize what that could possibly be. So, for example, does that feel like? For me, I'm guessing that means you can really have a complete idea. You can work on the idea until it's sort of complete, and then pass it on. And then you can work on some idea until it's relatively complete. Does that characterize or my way off? That's definitely it. And it's fun to see how your idea completely re, like a, reassembles itself in, a, in an entirely different way. There's a, a tune that we're releasing next week that right. I sent him just with a click track saying the, the melody with the lyrics and had imagined it kind of in an entirely different place with different harmony and what he ended up doing with it was uh, <laughs> he just kind of chopped it up into little bits and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It became a whole new song. There's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of musicians. We all know musicians. You are, are, you know, very experienced people. You've been, you know, a lot of people are like, screw that. I hate everything about what you just said. Like yeah. I want it to sound <laughs> this way. This is my song. I mean, you guys, is it patience or are you, I mean, it seems like you're really into the idea that you're, that you're going to hear something that you didn't expect. I think it's definitely trusting the other person too. Like yeah, I, right. here's my idea. It's kind of complete, I guess, in the way I'm thinking of it, but it's exciting to see what he comes up with and then just trusting that process from there. That All right. He's hearing something completely down in a different tangent than what I was, what yeah. I was even imagining. Yeah. More than once so far, I've sent her something that I had arbitrarily assigned the roles of sections in my mind. It's like, oh, that's definitely the chorus. Oh, I see. And, 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 and she writes a verse over it and writes a chorus over the part that I thought was the verse. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. I hadn't thought of it this way. Like, I was going to develop it this way. Uh, Becomes the anti-chorus. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I find it super rewarding. One, I, one conversation that we did have up front as, as we started writing and, and getting to know each other as writers was to just say like there's no sacred cows like you you have to be ready to let go of it and if and if we can't agree on that then this isn't going to work but we were both like yeah that's and we check in with each other frequently to be like hey i took it this place is that cool or not and you know it's not like there's not course correction but uh on both sides but broadly speaking it's just what do we think sounds right and if it's not going there, then then cut it, you know, tear it apart. How long have you been, Taylor? How long have you been writing, composing? I've been stuff, composing for a, for a while, but this is a kind of a new terrain for me. No, but I mean, like, I mean, if, if this is something you decided to do like three years ago, or you've been doing this for a long time. 
for about 10 years, okay. yeah. I'd say. But um, I come from more of a jazz background. So a lot of my, a lot of my writing has been, you know, writing for rhythm section. Right. Writing for voice and rhythm section. So this writing for more of a soundscape aesthetic is brand new. That's well, it's funny when you say writing for jazz, because I'm obviously that could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Typically, when you write with jazz in mind, please correct me, is uh, you're, you're going to look for some sort of lead, some sort of hook that everyone can understand, like, for example, a chorus or, or, or a, a, a vocal melody. Yeah. And then there's usually a presentation where there's going to be some sort of repetition and someone's going to take it X, Y, Z. Am I correct? Or yeah, you, you for know? sure. And writing with the idea of improvisation in mind, for sure. So where the, the tune kind of becomes the secondary vehicle. Right. Yeah. And so and the various people who are performing it are going to take are going to use their own take on that. Yeah. This actually is not that far off from that. It's just it's codified rather than you're not. Yeah. Or, or am I wrong? Are you making this stuff up as you go along? I mean, is this an improvisational thing going forward as well? Well, I think you're right on in that that it does involve that element of handing the material to somebody and trusting their them as a player I, I think that's really spot on because I, I i hadn't thought of it that way before but um but it is true in musical situations where you're improvising it's trusting the other people uh but also being willing to allow them to take risks yeah. so yeah but it, instead of like it happening and it never goes away you were committing to the direction that someone oh, goes yeah, in yeah. and uh <laughs> and again instead of being able to react to it in moment to moment like you would on the bandstand with a jazz trio it's I'll, I'll sit with something for a week and then hear something back from her and in that time the amount of uh oh, <laughs> the, of oh, of where well, you can build up in your mind of <laughs> right. expectations i totally and, know what this is gonna yeah, be yeah, right yeah it's like oh i think oh, i know no. what i'm gonna go with and then it's and then it comes back it's it's that part of it's pretty different <laughs> but it's also more fun because yeah it's just more surprising or interesting yeah, I mean, well, it, I I can't get away from the idea of this being turn based, like you said, like right. chess through the mail, yeah. right? Like, but I mean, it's not exactly like chess because it's not really a competition, or right. is it a competition? <laughs> no, I don't know. Not. I mean, a no, collaborative yeah, competition, more, pushing each just other, maybe to build it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have to. I've had to let go of a lot of my own ideas of where I right. thought a tune was supposed to go. Yeah, uh, that's no, good I'm, though. A lot of times, I think yeah. you know, yeah. make a better thing in the end, right? Yeah, do you guys know what RPM is? Yeah. Yes. RPM challenge. Can can someone describe RPM? It's sure. We've done it on the podcast a couple of times, but just right. to catch people up. Yeah. So in the month of February, you record uh, either ten songs or thirty-five minutes of new material, and it can be anything you want, but it has to be done in the month of February. And it's been going on. This is year thirteen this year, so it's been going on for a while, and it's always a good time, and all kinds of different stuff come out of it, and. And there've definitely been projects similar to yours where people are kind of uh, uh, geographically separated too, where you know they kind of send files back and forth, and mm -hmm. it's becoming easier and easier. I remember back in the day doing things with like cassette four track sort of thing. You know, someone takes a tape, records a track, and physically mails the cassette to someone else who records another track, and then it comes back around again. But it's a similar thing; like you never know what you're going to end up with. Yeah. I once did an RPM challenge in a night. I think I decided right on. that like on the 28th. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that we were going to do it and ended up submitting it that next morning. Yeah. Well, Briggs and I have uh, have done something called Deep Sky Pilots for RPM for a couple of years. We'll probably do it again this year. But what I was thinking was it, it couldn't be the more opposite from what it is you're 
discussing. It's like completely in the moment at the same time, right? But right. I'm kind of kind of wondering if we should do this back and forth, totally turn long based. distance. Yeah, then I don't have to come over here. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll sit in my basement. Deep sky pilots, turn based, right? Well, maybe, maybe it'd be like D and D, like deep sky, sky pilots. pilots. Oh, yeah. geez, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You know, that's one thing about you just saying uh, something about coming over here just made me think about. Uh, we've never talked about when it is in the day that you get stuff done, but okay. I, I know that she sees yeah. the email. She sees the email stamps for me, and it'll be like, <laughs> "When do you sleep?" It's right. like four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, three a.m. He'll be like, "Here, I finally got this finished." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I know that that's not when you're getting stuff done. <laughs> no, kind of. I usually do it in the morning. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah so first, get up. So after I get it from you at like three o'clock in the morning, still and fresh, I, and I wake up at you know seven or eight. Do you think that's a vocalist <laughs> thing? I mean, because obviously you're you're, you're using uh, the human voice is going to change over the day and over the evening. Do you think it is that, or or is it you know what a mindset thing versus why am I a physical thing? Yeah. How about if I just ask? Sure. So why do you work in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I sit down for the process of it, I just love the morning time. I feel the most fresh. I think I've come up with some of our, some of the stuff I've loved the most though, just in the car. I do a ton of driving for work. I'm, you know, I live in South Berwick and right. I drive down to Boston for work and spend a lot of time just with his beats on loop yeah. the whole way the down. The car is so. interesting too, because it's actually a, a sense filler, right? You know, you, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of sound going on in your car, right? And obviously you're, you know, part of your brain's connected to driving and you got all this shit that's going on and you know, things are going to happen the day. And so, f- yeah, I, I find the same thing. Like if I'm in the car and I need to work, a lot of times I'll have a couple of really strong ideas only because I realize you kind of got all that, the rest of the stuff's all taken up. They're not distracted. Strangely enough, being that I'm actually driving at 60 miles an hour, <laughs> I think I should be distracted. But yeah. yeah, but having all of that information and only being kind of partly in it, like where it's not so important right. to come up with something, like I need to really write the best thing in the world, just free-floating ideas. I'll just sit, I'll, you know, I'll open my voice memos and just press record. Right. Okay, so this, you're, you're hitting on one of our favorite things here. Yeah. Okay, so... You record it how? On your phone? I do. I use voice memos. I know. So does everyone else. That's perfect, right? (laughs) I know. Do you have your setup so that if you hit the button that it'll mail it to your email? I do not. Ah, And then you can pull it out of your email and throw it right in your DAW and you just keep going. Yeah. (laughs) How do you do this, Nick? Well, I mean, let's start at the beginning. So apparently you don't work in the morning. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, No. What the hell's wrong with (laughs) you? Well, also, I have a three-year-old. And, oh, no. and and his, you're up at four and in the his morning. best oh, his no. best time of day <laughs> seems to be somewhere around seven fifteen, <laughs> where he's wow. just like, let's hang out, let's do all the things. So, uh, well, first, congratulations on a three year old. That's awesome. Man. He's still alive. <laughs> you know, that means obviously you're a perfect parent. That's great. Yeah, that that is the Thanks measure of success. <laughs> um, so. 11 to 3 is like my time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I realized when so I Nick's became... magic hours. Yeah, well, I realized <laughs> when I became a parent that uh, that in order to remain myself, that what was going to have to give was sleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that that's like a self-evident thing, but I mean, I mean, like to have that time to work and be creative, that it was just going to mean that I, I was going to do it when... 
when everybody else was asleep. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when I could not worry about what or what should I be what should I be doing right now? Who, sure. Who should I be taking care of? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you always worked at night? Is that a thing that you like doing? Or I th- I think I think I think broadly I think it's I think necessity forces it. I I can I can be productive whenever like it doesn't have to be then. Um, but that's the time that I have, right. so that's when I generally am doing it. So how do you actually? Uh talk a little about how you actually work do you work on the computer yes amazingly like so much more than i would think that i do (laughs) uh yeah for some what what do you mean i mean that um that the computer seems like that it wouldn't it's almost the opposite of the guitar the guitar is so visceral right and so emotive and and I love to hit the guitar and uh, you know like if I'm playing guitar on stage I will throw it on the floor I'll just kick it over it's like it's right. it's it's this adversary right. in a way that a laptop <laughs> would be very expensive <laughs> to, to have that kind of relationship <laughs> with it um and uh yeah and it's 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 doing only exactly what you say for it to do it's it's, it's super specific yeah, yeah. um so I, I don't know what it is about it, but I, I love I love playing with sounds. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, so earlier, having that that first color, whatever it is, whether it's uh, a lot of times, actually, it's a field recording from my phone. So it'll right. be like rocks rubbing together. Oh, goodness. Wow. You're taking it on. All right. So you mean legitimately using your phone to record a sound, not yeah. to record your idea that you're going da 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 da. Okay. Got yeah. it. Um so it might be that, it might be um a piano playing something at the very highest register, just like a chord right. that I'm then pitching down two or three octaves to see like what does this thing sound like when you pull it apart so far that you can hear all the details of it. And then chopping a little bit of that. And then like I said, then promptly forgetting what chord it was that I was playing to begin with, and that sends you down the path. Wow, you have so many elements going on of sound design and and time manipulation, music concrete, all this stuff's happening all at one time. What are you are you working in Ableton? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Wow, so you're pulling the recordings in and then breaking them up and and manipulating right in there. Do you use any other controllers with Ableton, or do you go directly like mouse and? I have uh, um I have MIDI keyboard and other other ways to make inputs but i do find that a lot of what i do is is just typing like hotkeys yeah yeah, (laughs) actually editing oh i mean so you're actually kind of performing it in with the hotkeys kind of thing or no 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 i just mean like it gets in there and then you just start mucking around with it It, um as, as yeah as soon as i'm as soon as there's a keyboard in front of me i'm thinking notes i'm thinking ah, you said that before you know what i mean yeah. like that so in a way it uh staying in the box is a way uh in the box meaning in the computer for right. people who aren't uh t- living the dream yeah right <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's a way for me to stay away from the familiar and keeps me out of that world wow interesting so right are you working on headphones? Do you mind me asking? I don't mind. Um, I do work in headphones a lot. And uh, and I have a pair of headphones that I know super well. Right. 
and then I, I know what my car sounds like. So everything gets t- <laughs> tested in the car. So you can do it. It's so cool. Uh, from our perspective, uh, where we get to hear the same story kind of over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like the, the actual experience of making this kind of music now is so different than even just like 10 years ago. And then 10 years before that, Oh yeah, you know? So, uh, yeah. Uh, Briggs, we were just talking about how working on headphones, working at night, but 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 since Nick's really comfortable with the car, like he can kind of judge the mix right there. So it's between right. headphones and the car, gotcha. like you're all done. But I mean, if you go back long enough, I mean, was it? I think it was Capitol Records was the one where they had it was Capitol Ocean Way or one of those where they had the they had that ca- convert they had like a pink convertible downstairs pink cadillac yeah i think the- it is capital yeah I think you're the- right and part of the deal was you you know whoever's mixing they they grab the mix and put it on a cassette and run downstairs and put it in the car and turn yeah, the it car's a classic I- honestly i think that was probably the producer selling it to the to the artist probably yeah, right. more than anything else but it <laughs> but it's still a cool idea you know, but yeah, it's interesting that that replaces the idea of this, you know, multifunction, massive recording studio where you're, you know, scientifically solving something. I have a question for you, just out of out of the blue, because this is just something that I've been thinking about a lot. So I'm so ancient. I learned to to mix uh, back in the 1900s when we didn't have a <laughs> visual aspect of what we were working on, right? So you're you're turning a knob and you're listening to the result. You can imagine, like with an EQ or whatever, how that's actually going to affect the sound. But to be honest, you're focusing on how it sounds. Now, mixing is very different. I mean, you can visually see what the effect of your changes are having on the material. As a result, I know what, for example, my master should probably look like. Right. Considering the type of material it is. And so I can almost get it to sound pretty close by just manipulating how, uh, 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 how the waveform works. Does any of that sing with you at all? Is does that? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, sometimes I'll, uh, I teach digital audio too, and sometimes a student will be watching me do something, and I I know that there's a first few steps that are just autopilot. That if if some if I'm not thinking, I'm going to open up EQ and cut all the lows off of whatever it is, and a student will usually check me and be like, "What what was that? Why did you do that?" And I'm like, "Oh, I I know there's garbage down there. I know this tool's going right. to do this thing. I didn't listen to it to check um, whether it was consequential or not. I just that's you know habit. Some of that's habit, I guess, as much as anything. Um, but yeah, I, I will say though, I I see other people that work in in the computer now that we're deep in the weeds, right? Um, who go right to automating stuff. Uh, and I feel like that's like a really 21st century way of making music. I still start with, I need to get a mix with the faders that feels good before I'm ever going to start automating anything. Like that's the last resort to me is I try to make everything work with just setting the levels, the compression and everything else. And the mix should work most of the time that way. And then I'll automate if I have to. Right. Sorry, now this is getting technical. <laughs> no, it's not it's at fine. all. <laughs> There's, no, I mean, uh, uh, certainly people who are listening to this are, are either into it or they aren't. If they're into it, let's let's hear it, you know? So by automating, basically, uh, to translate, I think, some of that, it just means that once you've got a, uh, a take, you can do things and tell the computer to repeat that. Like you say, turn it up here and then turn it down. The computer will go, okay, every time we get to that spot, I'm going to do this for you, right? Uh, make it brighter here and, and quieter. So it's actually like making a new performance out of the performance you've already done in the first place. But 
I mean, let's call it out. If you're going to start with the sound of rocks rubbing together, you kind of the whole thing is kind of a different process in the first place. So yeah, that seems to to fit. Sure, but I mean, to be fair, automation has been around for longer than the digital domain, right? I mean, oh yeah, so. I mean, you could argue that the the conductor is kind of automating. Fair enough, too. right? I mean, even in just like the non digital world, right? But yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, that I think that's a constant battle between. But I'm still, I I haven't hit it yet. I, the thing that I'm really trying to figure out is. So you're making these decisions because you know they're right. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like, uh, yeah, how do you, am I knowing it because it looks right? Are you still back on that? Yeah, it's not even necessarily that. I mean, are you are you trying to, or do you say, I have this, this uh, I'm guessing that it's not the case. You have this idea, you have this audio vision. And you're like, oh, if I just do all this, it's going to match that vision. It feels the other way around. It feels like more like you're hearing it, and then when you hear it, you know it, right? Yeah, that that's probably closer to it. And, and I mean, there's um, there's just aesthetic things that I know that I'm going to like. You know, like I'm 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 trying to, and we talk about this with Taylor's voice too, because Taylor has a really expressive voice because she's worked really hard to have a lot of range on her instrument um, and that cuts both ways when you can do what it's like with the computer it's like when you can do whatever you want to do you have to decide which things you're going to do so I I intentionally when now that we're we have some music I do filter to be like well is this sound in the world of sounds that I'm trying to create because I love I love self-similarity to like like I love when I hear a band and it sound when you hear another one of their songs and you feel like only that band could have ever made that song. Right. Not that it sounds like something else that they've done exactly, but that they've carved out an aesthetic sense that's like singular in a way. So I do check those decisions within this project against previous decisions. Like, is this a bass sound? It, it needs to be a new bass sound, but it needs to be not so new that it doesn't <laughs> sound like this band would use it. I don't know if that makes. It does. Yeah. Did you know? Did you do? Did you obviously? You must have played toyed with this idea. Maybe he's made some demos or, or started working. Did you know? Did you know? Like, okay, that was it. That's the thing. Was there like some? There was a moment or a piece or something where it just kind of came together, and you're like, that's the first brick. I think there was one tune. There was "If I Do." Oh yeah, the that, one that, that we're that, releasing next yeah. week, where we were we finally realized. I think that's the sound we want to stick with. Not necessarily, you know, yeah, a, just to, more of like a cohesive yeah, aesthetic. Right, right. No, but there was definitely a process to that. I think the first couple, you know, we've recorded these tunes and actually done scratch vocals for, I think, seven of these tunes that have very different aesthetics. Like he said, I was just, you know, playing with different sounds in my voice, different sounds that fit the lyric, you know, that I thought could tell the story the best. And it's really, we've... I've gone from like these big belty kind of scratchy sounds to something that's a little more subdued. And I think that it fits with the, with the vibe on a more cohesive level. Yeah. So to pick up on what you're saying, this, this whole type of project didn't exist 20 years ago. The idea that you're, right. that you're, they're experimenting with found sound, you're experimenting with all these things going back and forth. It's all digital. Da, da, da. So what going the opposite direction, how does a release look? What are you going to do next week? I mean, are you printing vinyl and then going <laughs> no, down to the record yeah. store and right. standing there and signing it? No. I mean, so what is, how does this work in, in your world? So we, 
you know, we've been writing this tune. I guess we've been kind of putting it together and actually some new things are, have just, um, we've kind of found some new sounds. As of today, I heard some new bass sounds nice. that he was showing me for this tune. Nice. Um, we recorded the vocals for it, what, last week? Yeah. Yep, using your equipment. And, and then, I mean, as far as release strategy, it's, my my motto starting with this project is that I'm going to do this differently than I've done it before yeah. because what I have done is start a band, rehearse, play gigs, and then after a while I go, I guess we should make a record. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was always the goal to start with, let's make the music. And if someone cares about the music, then everything else would be a great problem to have. So, uh, so, so we're, and with that in mind, I mean, I'm, I listen to albums. That's the, uh, almost the only way I listen to music, but I'm so in the minority now (laughs) that, that, that I, rather than get hung up on that and wait till there was the perfect 10 songs that were all done and that we'd done everything people don't consume music that way broadly. So we have a song that we're, we're ready to release and we've got some more that will be ready to release. So it seems adequate in 2018 to be like, here's a song. What do you think? I love the idea. But I mean, literally are you, is this mean you'll put it up somewhere and then tell everybody on Instagram? I mean, how does this look? We're going to release it with a video. Oh, really? Yeah. So we have a completed video. Nice. That were. Uh, Did you make the video yourself? Or? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. That's. <laughs> yeah. There's a wall between me and that world of things. <laughs> so you work with someone else? Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, we have a friend in the Netherlands who is a great photographer, and I asked him. I was like, "Have you ever made a, a video?" And he was like, "No." I'm like, cool. Do you want to make one? <laughs> <laughs> right on. I love this. Yeah. And, and I, I, I. He. Yeah. He just has a great aesthetic already so i just knew i was like if you can just make things move while you're taking photos <laughs> then 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 that'll work so we just we gave him total carte blanche or like just make whatever you want to make same kind of thing you you turn based it with him you're yeah. like here take this go for it yeah, yeah. how was well, that experience did you it was amazing he has a really amazing aesthetic and that's actually just watching the video i just i think i just realized that now kind of determined the final vocal, the final texture. vocal texture. Yeah. Oh, so okay, yeah. hold on. Okay, so you yeah. didn't just send them the final two track. You said, "Hey, go for this." It comes back, and now you're back yeah. at work on we it. We had, yeah. um, I we what we sent him was pretty much completed, but with scratch vocal, right? And he had it filmed. I mean, there's, gosh, in a butterfly oh, garden. Sure, we're all, we're all gonna see this. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, like beautiful. Just his take on light and kind of the character that he created in. Um, in the video, I ended up realizing this song is much more subdued than than the vocals that I had originally recorded. So it was after watching that that I finally realized where where it should go. Yeah. So you release it as a in a video format, right? Yep. And is that again? And so then the promotion is social media. Yes. Am I? Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, it, it'll be whatever media it'll be. It'll be digital media. So I mean. It, it's still a goal of mine that we'll find a music blog that wants to release the video to premiere it just because for now it'll be on our Facebook page, yeah, right. novel novella and also right. our Instagram account. 
Right, and uh, so you know, we'll, I'll I'll cover all that stuff in the uh, beginning and the ending of the, the the thing. But obviously, please, if you want to talk about this stuff, please do. I mean, it's an interesting time. I mean, the whole thing is doable just by you. You don't need a team of people to record. You don't need a team of people to do all these things. You have this tremendous control over the situation. You know, so how do you see this going forward? How do you see this? Are you going to play live? Is that something that you'd like to do? I'm sorry. I don't mean to get... If you haven't thought about this, you don't need to oh, think no, about no. it now. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's kind of next on the docket. We yeah. actually are We're thinking of adding a live drummer as well. Um, there's a lot of the sounds that we're really in love with, but... but thinking on, on stage, a, yeah. But on stage, just adding that extra energy of um, a drummer who who can really cover these these sounds um, with the aesthetic that we're that we've imagined. Yeah, and I think that Taylor and I are both performers. That's uh, as much as I've tried to take that out of this process up till now. Like, I want to be in front of an audience playing Ah, this music. I don't care if I'm standing next to the computer. (laughs) 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 I, I, I that that relationship between the listener, um, that for this music will initially be completely alienated. I, I want to eventually close that gap. I still want to have an electric guitar on the stage and kick it over. Even if, <laughs> even if it's only playing four bars of the song. Right. <laughs> and that's a, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I can hear what you're saying. You're not going to show shoehorn that into the material just in order to have it. It's, it's that's not how this is working yet. Uh, all right. So some of the things we like to talk about here, are just uh, going backwards and, and, and understanding a little more where this stuff comes from. Uh, do you want to go with how about um, one of my favorite things to ask is what was the first piece of music that you ever got like on a CD or a cassette or oh, a no. thing when you were a little person <laughs> you know oh, it's always embarrassing no, it doesn't not have always. to be embarrassing no, no. no I mean I, that's not the point but I mean no. you know a lot of could have been Raffy or <laughs> say that's actually the first thing that came to mind was Raffy. Really Raffy. I didn't mean that. I meant like uh, w- like around but the time I you decided you that you meant that you were gonna yeah. be like oh I, I, wow this is this really inspires me to write or to be part of music where music started to really take your your life over. For me, it was Joni Mitchell's Blue. Damn it! When I so was dead on, yeah. 13 I think I mean I was listening to whatever was on the radio at the time I just really liked to sing and I mean if yeah. that was like the Spice Girls whatever it was that was uh, that's some embarrassing shit right. <laughs> but but it was those are good songs yeah the movie was good too Spice Worlds Spice was Girls, really, yeah, really good I'm not I'm not sure if I'm gonna go there with you Briggs well just but, cause you've never seen yeah. it yeah I'm just thinking like, if you watched uh, it yeah you know, sure <laughs> it was good but I had a teacher who finally said, yeah, you got to give this a shot. Wait, Just check some of this out. Was it a, a school teacher? It was a music teacher. Yeah. Music teacher made you listen to Joni Mitchell Blue. To Joni Mitchell oh said, maybe you should listen to this. That and is the yeah. best teacher. I mean, at the right time, <sighs> in the right situation. I wore it goodness. out. I completely yeah. wore it out. And I, I think that's when I realized, oh, my God, music can be so much more than whatever I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Yeah, it just, doesn't look like Mitch, it doesn't sound like Miss Mitchell was trying to, to just make some cash on that record. Yeah. I mean, there's some know? some lyrics there yeah. that just pouring through them at age 13. I don't I, you know, I don't think I understood half of it, but I understood yeah. the texture, you know, that she was getting something across with her voice on a level that. Yeah, some of those melodies even are very similar. A lot of the chord structures are similar, you know, but listening to 
yeah, just how she would shape a word. That's when I think I first fell in love with text painting, that idea yeah. of just shaping through vowels to make someone feel something different. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was must have been a mind blower. When did you start? When did you Jeez. start actually writing? I didn't start writing until my early twenties. Yeah. Were you so already was, in music at that point? Were I you was. Singing yeah, I was work? singing other people's work, and someone had just said, you know, maybe try. You know, I I got to the point where like he said I was exploring all of these di- different textures with my voice. I was involved with so many different styles, just singing jazz standards and singing folk tunes and, um just becoming kind of a chameleon to whatever right. I could possibly get my hands on. And someone said, you know, maybe just try writing some of your own stuff. I think you'll figure out a little bit more of what, you know, what really truly resonates with you that way. Hmm. How did you start yeah. doing it? Did you just pick up a guitar and sing? Did you ape the sort of the Joni Mitchell style? Or I started playing piano nice. when um, I was probably nine years old. But so y- the piano was my initial vehicle for right. writing. Right. Yeah. So, sitting down with chord structures you know again this what has been so refreshing about this process is just getting away from all that you know he mentioned getting away from my from the music theory brain right yeah that's really where i where i uh when i was writing was coming from more of that that background and a lot of that guidance was harmonic guidance right you know so coming up with the juiciest shit you could come up with Absolutely. in a tune yeah, yeah. and uh but getting away from that and not writing, you know, an intricate melody, but just writing something that, yeah, just writing a story. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the act of composing something, if you look at it objectively, obviously the harder chords and the more of them, then obviously the better piece it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, right, that's why Steely Dan's the best writer that ever existed. <laughs> but... <laughs> but but it's funny because you talk about Joni Mitchell. I mean, oh, it's yeah. the performance of really it doesn't matter what the fuck it was. But on top of it, it's awesome material. But I mean, yeah. the performance of it is the is is the is you know is the real vehicle there, yeah. right? And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, as 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 you, I think everybody goes through that that phase of when they're writing things where they realize I just did this. That's relatively successful. So I'm going to just do more of that per minute or whatever. And <laughs> it's going to be better. And then I'm going to write Bohemian Rhapsody. And you're like, okay, whatever. Uh, everyone has their own version of that story. But yeah, in the end, it's like you could have all that crap, but it's, it's the performance. It's that moment. It's that connection to it and that authenticity that just, that just knocks it out, you know? Steely Dan does have some fantastic material, especially when they're writing about drugs and shit too, which is neat. I'm just know. a hater. I'm, I'm <laughs> absolutely. I mean, the real reason that Steely Dan is so good is because of Michael McDonald's back in vocals. So <laughs> everyone knows that. No, in Peg, just listen to Peg. And you got it. That's great. And now the Thundercats brought it all the way around again without <laughs> Steely Dan. Right? Yeah, fair you enough. You have empirical proof, so you're scientifically correct. Nah, thank you. <laughs> How about you? Nick, how did it all start out? You went down, you saw Wyland's Wailing Wall, and you said, I need to get a Rafi album. <laughs> so the, fir- the first tape that I remember identifying with, being like, this is uh, me and this thing, we got something going on, was In Excess Kick. Wow. Classic. <laughs> and and uh, I... You, got, you just hit old pops really hard. That right album here. holds up, though. That's <laughs> still know. pretty good, yeah, man. I know, but I used to work in a music store. We used to sell that. Like, that was... All the fucking time. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you Big go to album. The, used to get all the cassettes and vinyl and shit for, and CDs from the uh, One Stop. 
This is right when CDs were coming out. So they there used to be in like the big tall box. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like a guy would actually come and deliver like boxes. Like you'd call the distributor. Right. And then they they distribute all the different labels and they come by and deliver the boxes and they used to just drop like two crates of in excess kick and cassette because you were just gonna everybody had it. Yeah. It was weird. That one and Guns N' Roses, uh, you know. Typical shit. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's a fantastic <laughs> group of songs. It's weird because you, I'm sure you know. I mean, they weren't really recorded that way. They were kind of recorded one way and then all torn apart and produced. And wow, yeah, how did, that's true. It's, how, it's funny. To think yeah. How did that. you? How did? So did you buy that, or do you remember? Was it uh, gifted? I think that I think it was probably. I I don't remember the process because right. I, I was actually youngish at yeah, that time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sorry don't. Oh, come, on. <laughs> come on um so i think it was probably like i heard a song on the radio and i didn't stop yammering about it and then my parents gave me the cassette perfect that, that's that's the order of events and i remember i had a walkman and that experience of um identity building around music i'm you know this is not what i was thinking at the time but re- thinking back on it that world in the headphones that you get to live in um, th- is really your own. Yeah. Uh, so I remember just being with my Walkman and listening to that record over and over and over again. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I remember that feeling viscerally of loving that. But I didn't start playing guitar for several years later. Um, so, like, that's the first moment. And then... Uh, I, I will to my dying day have to give my mother so much credit. She's at ve- at very important points along the way. She's been like, hey, you seem like you need to go in this direction. Nice. So I, I really w- I wanted to play music, but I honestly said to her, I tell this to people all the time. I was 12 years old and I said, everybody who's ever going to be good at music has already started that I, I had missed the boat at 12 years old. I thought like, <laughs> yep. Just hang it up. Don't even try to start Too now old, because kid. you missed it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she was like that. Tendencies she, early yeah, on. yeah, yeah. She's like that. That's really idiotic. I'm never gonna yeah. about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guitar that's in the room right now, this is my mother's. Oh, 1974 really? Yamaha guitar that was. Wow. Si- this was a, a wedding gift from my dad to her, and it was sitting in the house, and I was like this object of mystique. I was interested in it, mm. and um, well, it was hers. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, she, and she never really learned to play it. She like dabbled, and then I never saw her play it. But it was hanging around, and um, my sister had some friends over, and this guy, Rob Wolf, picked up the guitar, and he played part of a Nirvana song. And I thought, holy shit, you can use that thing to, to do make that? that? <laughs> oh my god! I I want lessons now. Right. That's what I want. That That's I didn't know. Mom's guitar. <laughs> yeah. And it totally sounds like Nirvana. Yeah, that was it. And that was it. Ah, that's great. And um and I think that that the guitar something about it, like people that play guitar have this idiotic idea that they can write music by default. Like they're not <laughs> you know, they're just like, Well, you use the guitar to write music. That's what everybody does. There's all this giant canon I mean, they, of, they can yeah they can but yeah, you know right. what i mean like I totally you, you don't start playing the saxophone and go well i can compose you yeah, don't think right. that but everybody everybody's ever picked up a guitar is like well i could write a song with this yeah yeah so there's something about it that that goes hand in hand with writing that it is not true of every instrument like sure. I, I, so I, as soon as i was playing guitar i was writing music right 
it, however crappy it was, it was like immediately it was always part of a thing. It was always, yeah. How did that actually come together? Did you start a band early on? And what was the name of your band? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First uh, band names. Okay, Armageddon. I think it was spelled properly, though. It didn't oh, have really? any. Yeah, Armageddon. No, like, Did you add any like, umlauts or anything? Oh, three, no, three but R's. it had the, no. the Armageddon. The A and the N were, were stylized to look like the Metallica logo. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Classic. In, in, my, in my notebook at, at uh, junior high or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and... And for for whatever reason, there was no drummers around when I was a kid. If so, there were years where I would have these little bands with my friends, and it was just guitar players and bass players, and 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 we would just be imagining how rocking we would be if there were drums playing. So Armageddon did not have a drummer. No. Whoa. <laughs> how do you bring the thunder? Oh man, you yeah. I mean, you imagine that you're doing. That's it. true, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's what happened until definitely until like high school. <laughs> Did Armageddon play live? Yes. Yeah, probably like junior high talent, talent show, show. Nice. classic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that seems to it's not it's never gone away, but it's not the same thing anymore. What? The, the, Armageddon everybody, no, the everybody having no everybody having talent shows, oh, okay. you know, and like having the band get up. I mean, there's so, I think it's always going to be there, but at this point, you know, most most of the talent shows are going to be Singing and dancing, or you know, uh, doing something uh, to a pre-recorded track. I mean, the idea of the band thing, but that used to be a monster thing back when, of course, pre-internet. That was a completely different thing. But then, when, even internet-wise, I mean, there was this idea that you could have a band and this could be what you do. It was like a, a career. All you need to do is get a band and then get a like record contract or something, and you could go do this. You know, now obviously it's completely different. You're involved in a lot of different things. Am I correct, or is that not true? I mean, I, every, no, no, no. from our from our point of view uh, in the Seacoast area, it appears as if you do a ton of different things, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do whatever people pay me to do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and there yeah. are, uh, I'm lucky enough that that's not a short list at times. Right. Um, so you you play bass a lot around here. Is that is yeah, that your thing, or is that something you ended up having? Is this what what you it's it's weird. Uh, I mean, there there are definitely people around here that only know me as a bass player. Period. Right. And there were years around here where people only knew me as a guitar player. Right. Um, and it's totally flip flopped. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just self perpetuating. Like whatever people see you doing, they hire sure. you to do that. So I mean, no one sees me make music with a laptop, so no one's hiring me. <laughs> right. But if they hear about it on this podcast, yeah, uh, I'm I'm not I'm currently engaged. <laughs> with, 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 t- Taylor has me working full time, so okay. you can get in line. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I get to play a lot of different kinds of music, which I love to do, and um, it kind of like creates the space to. For ha- to have this thing be really special because it doesn't have to be everything to me. It um it has to it just has to channel me. It it's not like the I don't know how else to say it. Well, I mean, just to look at it from a completely different angle, there are very few things in the world that people get excellent at and then do excellently at and then continue to be successful at that are easy. I mean, it's hard freaking work. It doesn't look as much like hard work when you're in the audience and seeing somebody performing 
And even in that moment, that moment isn't particularly hard, but there's a lot that goes into getting to that spot. And I I certainly don't want to turn it into a musician's whining thing at all. (laughs) uh, It is obviously a privilege to be doing this rather than digging a hole. But the point being that one of the things that I notice about you uh, is that you're always working. I mean, you've always got something going. Ever since I I came back to the area, it's like, I don't know, like eight years ago, six or seven years ago. It's like uh, I've always seen you doing something. You you, you play with a, a couple of bands here. Uh, no, but I don't. You know, we don't have to go down the whole list here. But is that something that you do deliberately? I mean, are you just how do you how do you see this happening? You are really a hardworking person, and I think it pays off. Um, part of it is that um, I have a desire to experience those moments of playing music with other people like that uh interconnectivity which is hilarious given the that this project that i'm talking we're talking about our uh, (laughs) turn-based music project which is also super fulfilling yeah i i didn't mean to characterize it i realized i've characterized you as the turn-based band. no 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 but you're not you're not you're not wrong but i mean um but playing with other people and getting to explore different styles of music is super fulfilling to me and it's something that I really value about having uh, made this place home I, I sometimes think about that if I went to some other bigger markets like New York or LA that I would have to get way better at just one thing probably to get hired to do that thing uh, and that I wouldn't be able to explore other types of music like uh, there have been years of my life that i was in an afrobeat band yeah. i'm currently not at the moment i think although we had a rehearsal last week <laughs> you want to tell t- 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 which band is it so that's shango yeah i was in that band for me. yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah. so shango uh had was just devoted to playing in the music of fela kuti and yeah and now we've just written some new music that, that uh, strangely, yeah, and it always, it always comes down to marketing. I I'm certainly super aware of Shango. I had no idea it was a Fela Kuti band. I just knew it was a, a dance band. Oh, cool. So <laughs> I don't awesome. know if that's a marketing problem or whatever, <laughs> but uh, in fact, I would be even double into it if I knew that that was only the case. Yeah, but I just knew it as a you know as a great sort of Afrobeat dance band. But, right. You know. So I mean, it, it, if you. Uh, if that was the only thing I could do, or if any one of the things was the only thing that I could do, I think it wouldn't be as artistically fulfilled. Well, I mean, you're, you're you're revealing a lot. I mean, a couple of things that you said. One, you're not playing in front of people because you need that extra little hug that only a stranger can give you. You're playing because you want to play with these other musicians. Or I mean, that's a I I couldn't. I mean, I love that. I mean, that's that's certainly the the biggest driver for me. Um, but you're also saying that you're interested in playing a bunch of different types of things, which to some people is anathema. They just want to do that one thing. Right. You know, where do you think that comes from? Is that just something that's always been that way with you? I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I we've never talked about this, but I feel like that's something that's in the background for both of us, that we don't feel like there's a way to music. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that there's so many beautiful ways. Yeah, I'm the the rabbit hole of music in general i feel like it's this thing that i'm never going to get to the bottom of and that's that's the amazing gift of it and why it's utterly different than 
digging trenches on the side of the road, which I would do if I had to. But I can't imagine that there are as many ways to dig a trench on the side of the road as there are to music. <laughs> Maybe that's just because you haven't dug a lot of trenches. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a lack of imagination. Yeah, it could be. There's a bunch of trench diggers that are like, this guy. Come on. What the fuck does he know about no shovels? Idea. He knows shit yeah. about this. He got four shovels. Right he had your left hand, your right hand. <laughs> you got a pointed spade, the flat one. You get a snow shovel. All right, so one's well, for gravel. It's a little awkward in this situation because of uh, it's a new band, and, and so you're going to have to pull this out of different stuff, but one of our favorite segments. Uh, oh, road podcast. stories. Yeah, road stories. Oh, road stories. Stories from the road? Go? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I mean, I, I guess you guys probably don't have any current this band road stories, <laughs> but uh, any classics from the past? From either or both, oh, yeah, yeah and it could be it could be like uh, the best, the best, best you've or ever the played. worst, or something memorable, anything yeah. fun, cool, weird, whatever. Would you like to go first, Taylor? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Looks like oh, mix man, up. I don't even know where to start. God. Well, I mean, you get uh, yeah. Uh, all, it could have been just that for for me. Sometimes it's it's you go to a, you go to a play and you think it's going to be X, but it turns out to be this amazing thing, you know. Or or maybe uh or you went to see something that you didn't expect, you know. Okay, uh, but you in your case, you probably have a, a couple of good negatives too. Oh, so. I've got some. <laughs> I've, got, I, I've got some hilarious. Yeah, like things went wrong ones. But um, but I, I'm gonna go with a, a fun one, which is that uh, there's a band that people probably know called Future Islands. Okay. Yeah. And so they had a band before that. Called, were, you, were you involved with that band? No. Okay. But Art Lord and the Self Portraits, <laughs> and so 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 the lead singer he would he would wear a white tuxedo and pretend that he was a German scientist and that the other guys were the robots that he had designed in his own image to make his music. This is the stage shtick. Yeah, that's the shtick. I were you that. involved in this band? No, but I played shows with them. Okay. And then the so so that's the setup. So that was Art. Art Lord and the self portraits. Okay. <laughs> so so then so that I know these guys they're doing this weird thing and then then they say, "Hey, we have a new band. It's called Future Islands and do you want to go on tour?" So the very first Future Islands tour, I was on playing a split bill with them with a band called Texas Governor and we right. got to spend a couple weeks watching this thing develop that now lots of people have had the experience of of enjoying um so i i get to tell you that it, it's always been that great <laughs> right so from the perspective of the split bill this future islands thing was always just what it was yeah and it, it, yeah it was it's beautiful and sincere and totally bizarre in art school and it's always it was that way yeah if, if anybody whoever listens to this wonders like are those guys full of shit they are not and it's wow. not contrived and it was like that in at basement shows the way that it is now yeah like i in february i was hanging out with them at south by because i was down there Right. speaking at a, at the conference for some reason and <laughs> you know because li 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 life is weird and things happen sure um so th yeah like, then we're like at, at this big tit show backstage like hanging right. out and i'm like we're these weird people that were playing in these college basements right what happened i don't know but yeah it's, i don't know it was just they, they stuck to their guns and and stayed authentic yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that could be the answer right yeah right yeah that's yeah. absolutely true yeah and it's they beautiful. just worked harder than anybody you oh, know right. that, yeah. that that's the, that's, that's huge but yeah 
Oh wait, um, I so I got to drop a name. That was Boom. very well well done. <laughs> well done. And you were modest the whole time. Right. You didn't riff on how bad no, it came the out Texas great. governor was, was also yeah. super badass. Right. So there you go. That's great. You got one for us, Taylor? Uh, do you have a, a background in live music? I'm sorry, I don't I don't uh, No, I do, but man. Everyone can tell uh, I just Nick just has met Taylor, there's some pretty fantastic road stories from <laughs> Mine are all pretty tame. I don't know if there's any that are worth really. Right on. It's not a competition. Yeah. <laughs> um, I totally get it. Have you ever yeah, seen? Uh, raise your hand if you. How many of us have have sang at a sports event in this room? Oh yeah. <coughs> oh, you did. I guess yeah. I was. Uh, I lived in Miami for a while, and I was on the Miami Dolphins payroll. <laughs> Singing. <laughs> See? See, this is fucking interesting. I sang the national anthem at a bunch of home games. Now I have questions. Yeah, man. All right. Hold on a sec. (laughs) (laughs) The national anthem is, uh, as sung in in the beginning of of a sports event, is like really complicated because... Oh, you're, yeah. you're playing with a lot of different things here, right? You got nationalism, you got the awesomeness of the thing, you got the respect, you got the whole, you know, you're by yourself. Who are you representing here? You're representing pretty much everybody. Were you also broadcast live? We were not broadcast live. That's yeah. actually something I, I was super psyched for when we when I first got this gig. Right. And it was, uh, it was me and... Um, uh, we were the Dolphin Voices. It was uh, produced by Emilio Estevez. Right. Wow. Est- oh, Estevez. Estevez. No, exactly who it is. No, no, no. no. Repo Man was the one who produced it. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, you said it. And we're I am going done. That, yes. Yeah. That <laughs> Emilio the, Estevez is our producer. That's exactly But yeah, who it, it was, was never, um, the only time it's ever broadcasted is, you know, when it's someone. No, famous. I get, I, I get <laughs> that. Right. So it's complicated. So first off, were you accompanied or were you singing solo? It was no, it was no. just a cappella. A cappella. Yeah. Do you did you always go with a key or just make it up as you go? We always went with a key, and it was always had to be like to the time. They always had something timed. Oh, it had to be to exactly. Click? We had to go exact. We had to practice it at the exact click. Yeah. But so, you didn't. But you didn't have a. You weren't fed a click. You we weren't, weren't fed a click. Yeah. It was literally there was someone there. There's the um, a director who was there who was ready to give us the. Give right, us the and cue. so you were just used to hitting however it was, thirty-two seconds or whatever it was. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so that the jets could fly over, or the right fireworks <laughs> could go off, whatever right. it was, had to be timed. So, did you have a problem with the high note? No. Yeah. No, that was. So, fun. do you guys? So you work out ahead of time. So. Obviously, you have a, a, a great range. So you're not going, whoa, 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 <laughs> you see, just to make sure you can make the yeah, high note, right? Always yeah. Always in the same key. All right, so the real the question I have is, how do you decide whether or not to yodel at the end or not? <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you mean to Mariah Carey to or Mariah to Mariah Carey the thing? You got to do the hand thing. <laughs> no, this was actually it was pretty arranged. It was yeah. always like kind of the same thing. And it was the hardest part was actually the echo back from the stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Wow. That was actually the hardest thing. So you I'm really had to with just an like asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm in a band with a jerk that sounds just like me. <laughs> There's like 80 of me just reverberating back across the way. So did you ever have uh, audience interaction? Did anybody ever like? Are you clo- were you far away from enough from the audience where you didn't get like I heckled? But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it was always far enough away. Yeah. Everyone stands, does their thing, and then you wow. get this wave of giant men running past you. Of course. <laughs> And that's like most of my gigs, yeah. And a lot, yeah. and a lot, of, a lot of people all applauding at the same time. Wow, that's so ethereal. Uh, that's like such a different way right? of looking at of at how the performance yeah. works. 
Everyone okay, knows good. what you're gonna do. Yeah. They know all the words. They know. Well, you can only screw it up. You can, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, good yeah, point. Only, you know, like, you only, can't do it better. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can only fail. You can only do it <laughs> poorly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's an awesome story. Uh, For how long did you do that? Just a season. Yeah, wow. I think it was 2011. Yeah, 2011, yeah. 2012. Wow. Oh, that was a good time. Wow, that's fantastic. All right. See, I knew. <laughs> that's not a road story. But, you know, yeah, it was a great time. All right, so you guys are going to release material next week. This is actually going to be, we. Uh, I am going to fast forward this one out, so it'll go out before then. So at least you want to talk about how that's happening. What do you think? You don't have to pimp it, but I I, can, I will get the uh, this podcast out before. Okay. What did you say you were going to release next week? Friday. Let's next Friday, yeah. So a week from two days, like it's yeah. a week and a half, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be out probably on Tuesday before then, so okay. people will hear this. How will they hear the material? Do you know? Have you decided yet? You mean where will it be found? Right. Someone's well, listening there's right a video now. component, let's, let's, right? Is yeah. it going to be like a YouTube thing or is it, you know, how is it going to be? What should they do? Should they follow your Instagram or your Facebook? How, how should people? I would say, I would say go follow the Instagram um, and that the link will be in the, in right the profile. Um, I mean, I think we're going to try to push it out as many places as possible. The goal is that you couldn't not bump into it. Well, <laughs> so, so, sure, so but I let's mean, just make it easy. <laughs> to so, what is uh, how does someone uh, follow you on Instagram? Uh, novel novella music. Mm-hmm. Is that all just one word? It's underscore in between each. So, novel okay. underscore novella underscore music. Novel underscore novella with two L's. Yes. Two L's. Yes. Underscore music yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. I saw some of the material you have on there. You know, just like your your photos. I you put one out today, like from the uh, keyboard point of view, right. and yeah, it's, it's really evocative. And uh, I'm absolutely excited about all this. I you you know, it's I love the idea that you that you're starting out with a video component as well. Wow. Do you have any other uh, immediate plans coming up? Just a. Put out another tune as soon after that as as it makes sense. You know, right. there there's plenty that are that are either done or done ish. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be could be done on command. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of this. I I don't I uh, I I learned really early on. My, I, I'm in a different industry. I'm in the the games industry. It's like great, whatever's normal, leave it behind. Do something new right now. I love the idea that Kanye keeps changing that. Uh, Life of Pablo. Like, why? Why does the song have to stay the same? Since it's going to be streamed anyway, just okay. change it. Yeah. So great. So you want a <laughs> yeah. new bass part? Just put a new bass part on. Well, people are like, what happened to my song? Nothing. This is how it is. <laughs> so it always was. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. <laughs> it's, it's like a you living want, album. You want, yeah. yeah. If you want v- version 2.0, living, then go. I'm sure song. someone ripped it somewhere. Go find it. I mean, you're actually. Like the whole landscape of this whole thing is different. I love the idea of the posse. I love the idea of, you know, um, you know, working together with other people, and this whole turn-based thing is fascinating. I'm, I'm not sure if I can commit to the uh, deep, the, the <laughs> D and deep sky pilots, but because we usually start with the we start with the Hammond reiterator, they go. That's where it usually starts. So I don't know if we can do that, but maybe I don't know. Just record that, and that's turn one. There you go. Yeah, done. How many turns? Who cares? Until it's done. I know, but it's got to be our RPM. I find seven. I like some sort of structure break. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, can I tell an RPM story? Of yes, please. What are you asking us for? 
<laughs> okay, so I've got a, 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 a collaborator, Mike Effenberger, that I work with a lot sure. on various things. Easily legendary. Not only my favorite, but also the best keyboard player around right? here in the Seagulls oh, area. Sure. A monster. So he and I, we teach together a lot, too. Um, we do, uh, yeah, I spend more time with him than I do with my wife, I think. Um, <laughs> she's like, is that your girlfriend calling? Again? <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, we're we're teaching one day, and he draws the infinity symbol on the board, right. and I was like, "You didn't even do that right. Your handwriting is so shitty." And so I was like, "It looks like a G," and he's like, "Like an infinity," and and, I, and oh no! And so there we go. It's like, "Yep, we're gonna do thirty minutes that it's gonna be nothing but the note G, yeah. and that's gonna be our infinity. RPM record." Infinity. Was it just one G, or did you? Oh no! It up with lots of different things. Yeah, lots of different things. And then, and then at the end, just to be dicks, we pitched it up to A flat. For no <laughs> the whole time. So now there's I mean, zero the G's. Thing is just a now flat. there's zero G's. <laughs> well, zero is kind of another expression and, of infinity, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So right. yeah. yeah. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. So it's really A flatted nitty. Yeah. Right. G. Yeah. yeah it's, hard, it's harder to draw that <laughs> and have it look a like flat. You know. <laughs> harder to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. you can find that on the RPM jukebox. It's very nice. You can listen <laughs> to it. It's called Infinity. Infinity. Cool. I, there's one person on earth that I know that still listens to that record all the time Alyssa Margolin. Another Seacoast music person that you should check out if you haven't already. Melissa listens to the. Infinity, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not literally just the no G. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. little hard to to to, to it, imagine. It, well, yeah. it's actually not hard to imagine. No, I'll show you. You can like record it, your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sure, it's no, tranquil. No, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a fully ambient record that just happens to not. In leave G. It. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't leave a beat. Key. It didn't yeah. start from the top, right? No, okay. no, zero beats. <laughs> zero beats. Uh, do you mind just pimping some of the uh, Seacoast area stuff uh, that where people can go out and see you? I heard that you play a Tuesday night residency from time to time. Is that correct? Yes, I'm in the Soggy Po Boys. Oh, nice. You can't get away from if you try. <laughs> uh, Especially on Tuesdays. Yes, on Tuesdays. We're, we're always at Sunny's on Tuesdays unless we aren't. Do you have um, an easy way to describe the, uh, that band for people who don't live in the area? Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like uh, people trying to sound like they're from New Orleans. <laughs> and sometimes we're really good at it. Yeah, but it's also a cool horn band. It, yeah. Oh, a yeah. Lot okay. of, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so it's, 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 it's an acoustic. It's a great band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. And we try to cover the whole breadth of the New Orleans canon. So like there's, there's funky stuff. There's brass band stuff. There's. Right early jazz stuff it's basically like as long as you aren't playing bebop licks it's like jazz when jazz was pop music yeah that's 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 why i was having trouble describing it because yeah. it's not like you're just ripping Do dr john for you right know, right 45 minutes yeah right although that'd be awesome i'm not yeah. arguing with you i love that idea and i want to hear effenberger playing it too but. i like any band named after a sandwich personally <laughs> yeah dr john no <laughs> oh boy dude yeah. catch up right Yes, and just like the po' boy sandwich, if you transplanted it from New Orleans, so too are we soggy. Fair enough. Yeah. Well done. Uh, anything else you guys would like to talk about? Because this is a uh, this has been fascinating, man. Oh, this has been great. Thanks for having us. Beautiful. Right yeah. All right, so uh, we'll definitely want to uh, to 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 see the video because uh, that that seems to be the, yeah the vibe right there. And uh, I really hope that that you will consider. Uh, 
you know, doing this live. I know you are considering it, but I, I hope that it, that that becomes something. And definitely want to uh, talk to us here. We'll pimp it up again when that happens, so people Thank can come you. out and see you and stuff. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks a lot, guys. Awesome. For Thanks here. for having us. Thanks. For having Beautiful. Us. Thanks.